did I ever tell you that I was the math queen? No. Yeah. When was this? For a whole year. Wow. Second you beat grade. everybody, didn't you? Second grade, but still. You didn't get like, like a, a trophy or anything for it, I'm I sure. I did, I did. <laughs> I was the only person who ever did it <laughs> for a whole year. Nobody could unseat this queen. You gotta uncheck. You gotta check the school records, see if you're see if, if you're still, still undefeated. There. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I remembered the teacher's name, but I, I can't. It's been too long. But yeah, I just email her. And I just want to feel better about myself. Can you just please let me know if anybody else ever beat me? Yeah, I just I feel like if it's something that I can remember my whole life, she probably remembers it too. Probably not. No, it was impressive. To you. And to her, enough so that she bought me a freaking trophy with her own money because she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Mrs. Shepard. I think that was her name. It was way too long ago to remember. <laughs> 30, almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I wonder if at this exact moment, Miss Shepard is talking about the time little Miss Emily won the whole year straight. I would be flattered, but I honestly would be surprised if she's still alive because, well, I don't know. When you're a kid, everybody seems like they're ancient, but she seemed pretty fucking old when I was a kid. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I thought she was going to fall apart, but then again, I was also like eight years old, so. Mm-hmm. So what you drinking tonight? Some Dark Horse. Yeah, we went with Dark the Red. Dark Horse Merlot, right? The dog host Malone. Oh, hey, we forgot to introduce ourselves. 14 well, episodes just, in and we don't know what we're doing. We were just so fucking excited to tell everybody that you won Math Queen. Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't care that it was second grade. I was mm-hmm. a badass. <laughs> yep. It is still the highlight of your life. <laughs> it's you only come up in conversation like eight times in the past few days. Right. <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Joel. And this is Drink. Drunk. Dead. dead. So we are drinking the Dark Horse Merlot. It's a California one. I almost said Canadian. I'm sure there's Canadian wine. I'm not sure I want to drink it. Sorry, Canada. Not really that sorry, though. What was it called? Canadian wine? What? It's just called Canadian wine. I don't know. I'm saying I'm sure that Canada makes wine, but I'm not sure I want to drink it. Because it's Canada, which means it's... It'd be like the opposite of what whiskey does to people. What? Like whiskey, it's like the fighting liquor. Oh, Cognac Canadian wine and... just makes you super chilly. Right. Chilly. <laughs> chilly. <Aye. laughs> so I wanted to tell you, I finished up that book, Craven Manor, and I freaking loved it. I have I couldn't got... tell. Dude, I have to get more of these books from Darcy Coates because they're so good. I like this one better than... Um, it was... The Black Haunting of Blackwood House was the last one I had. This you, ought one... to, you ought to email her. Like, yeah, we'll plug you on the uh, the podcast. Yeah. She lives in Australia. Oh. Yeah, I read her little bio at the very back. Nice. But, so, this one, Craven Manor, it's about a young guy, Dan, that's really down on his luck. He's been homeless for a while, and starts living with his cousin who's kind of a dick and then he gets a note under his door from some rando that's offering him a job as a gardener or caretaker for this mysterious old forgotten mansion 
that nobody's ever heard of. And this is such, such a good book. I just freaking loved it. Wait, let me guess. Is the mansion called the Craven Manor? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I'm and good. You, you're good at this. I didn't even read it. <laughs> so at one point, I, I wanted to bring it up because it just reminded me of some of the stories that we've covered. At one point, he goes to this old town and he sees this destroyed church with these big claw marks on the door. And I don't want to give too much away because it's kind of an important part in the story, but it Is reminds it a chupacabra? No, but it made me think of a hellhound. Oh. It made me think of Black Shuck. Um, remember when I covered hellhounds on our Bad Dogs episode? Sounds like a porn star name. Hellhound? Black, Black Shuck? Black Shuck. <laughs> uh, I think that's a stretch. I don't think so. <laughs> you haven't watched porn enough porn. <laughs> Not scripted anyway. But anyway, so it reminded me of Black Shock and the, the three claw marks that were on St. Mary's, the door of St. Mary's that are still there. Mm -hmm. That is cool. I wonder if that's where the inspiration was pulled from. Probably. She, she's an Australian author, but it seems like a lot of her inspiration comes from England. Although I'm not positive, but the stuff, all the buildings that she's talking about have always been there for hundreds of years, which would imply England, not Australia. Australia is fairly young. When it comes to um, colonization. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to tell you about that. I thought that was cool. Well, thank you. I had to stop. I stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, oh, I know this stuff. This sounds familiar. You do love to know stuff. I do. So what's new with you? End of the semester. That's pretty fucking sweet. Right. But then back to like 60 hour work weeks. So. Are you going to get 60-hour work even weeks? sweeter. Huh? Are you going to get 60-hour work weeks? Probably something close. Damn, that sucks. Money, 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 money. Fuck money, man. I can't spoil you if I don't have money. So just get an inheritance or win the lottery. It's easy, yeah, right? Yeah, an inheritance. Yeah, just, no, just, I am totally okay if you want to just go out and sweet talk some old lady and make her last days just pure bliss make her happy really be there for that her that usually involves a little something though yeah yeah that's fine as long as i get you back in the end i don't know after some 90 year old loving you think you're sticking with it yeah. once you have that taste you can't ever go back right i mean you went with the older lady to begin with so i really wouldn't be surprised that's true <laughs> Except I didn't get an inheritance from this older lady. Yeah, I don't have any inheritance. My family broke. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have? On? Oh, yeah. I broke my hand. That's mm -hmm. the other big news. It was actually a week ago today. No, it was no. two weeks. Two weeks ago yesterday. Uh. We, were, we were trying to record episode 13 that Wednesday. And then we... Uh, we decided that we were karate masters. Well, it's already known that I'm a karate master. You were trying to, you know, show up. And, <laughs> and so I tried to block one of his chops. <laughs> and it broke a bone. And I, for days afterwards, I'm going, I'm pretty positive I broke a bone. I'm, I'm fairly confident I broke a bone. He goes, it's just strained. It's just strained. Way too busy to go see a doctor between homeschooling and 
research and finishing up our last couple weeks of the semester. So I finally went after I was done with my classes. And sure enough, there's a broken bone. Who was right? The doctors are actually just lying to you. (laughs) I saw the pictures. Are you a doctor? I will be someday. Are you a medical doctor? You weren't specific in your first question. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, that still doesn't matter if you're going to be. You have a new obsession, don't you? The new TV show. Huh? Your your favorite new show that you've been obsessing over. We've just binge watched this show. We well, binge watch would be finished it like all at one time. We don't have the time for that. We do. You just refuse to stay up till five AM. Yeah, because then I'll have to be up at seven AM with the kids. Well worth it. Yes. You'll sleep in, but I gotta get up. Worth it? Yes. So what's this new show that you're so obsessed with? Happy. Tell us. What was it? Happy. Happy? Happy, happy, happy. It's a good show. I highly recommend it. It's a bit fucked up. More than a bit. More than, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's gory. Yeah, but corny gory. Right. And it's got a uh, a pretty um, risque kind of plot. It is not for the faint of heart. Which is probably why you like it so much. Yeah. You enjoy things that push boundaries. Maybe that's why I enjoy you so much. You think I push boundaries? I don't think it. I think I'm so safe. You push my boundaries. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. 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 So it stars uh, Christopher Maloney, who was Vincent Stabler on SVU. Did you ever watch SVU? No. No. I thought your mom was like super into that show. What? Yeah. Where did this come from? I don't know. That's just my impression. Did she? That <laughs> just made a hardcore assumption that everybody likes. You know what happens when you assume. I make an ass out of Yumi. Yes, ma'am. Poor Yumi. Yeah, poor Yumi. But he looks cracked out in this, this show. He gets his shit together in season two. More he, so he still it. looks kind of cracked out. Yeah. But you see his butt cheeks a lot. Right. <laughs> you see his butt in like every episode. <laughs> Definitely worth a watch, though. It's like the casting call, butt cheeks required. Right. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd chill my butt cheeks. I watched, um, with Jess, we watched What We Do in the Shadows. We watched the movie first, and then we watched the pilot episode that's on Hulu. So fucking funny. I love the show. We need to watch more of it. So it's about, it's basically a satire about vampires and it looks like kind of like real world where there's a film crew, a documentary crew following these vampires around that all live together in a house and the kind of the way that they drive each other crazy and the different personalities and the relationships that so they have. So it's like Jersey Shore meets Twilight. Yeah. And it's so funny. I loved it. Shout out to Jess for that pick because that was hysterical. It's on FX. What the? the oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but if you want to get caught up, I don't know how long it's been out. I think they're on like, I don't know. It wasn't the pilot. I know there's more than that. Yeah, no, no. I think there are a couple seasons on Hulu, but I haven't checked to be sure. Gotcha. But I'm looking forward to watching more of those. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. Very Shaun of the Dead kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Which is just perfect. I love it. So I got some weird facts for you. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Are you surprised? <laughs> so, this episode's going to come out on Mother's Day. And so I wanted to get you some good Mother's Day weird oh, facts fantastic. here. fantastic. Mother's Day is the third most popular holiday in the world behind Christmas and Easter. And that's it. So it's really popular. This this little tidbit got me. Women purchase 80% of all Mother's Day cards. Women it. purchase 80%. Okay, what's that have to do with anything? Step up, dudes. Mothers have mothers. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What do you mean, so what? <laughs> That's a huge number, though. And, and a woman is more inclined to buy another mother a card than a man would be. Yeah. Men are going to be like, oh, oh, shit, it's Mother's Day, Mother's Day. Uh, I'll get, a, get flowers. Yeah. That'll work. I'll cook a dinner. I wonder what the um, statistics on the sale of flowers are at Mother's Day. Oh, it's huge. I think it's the... Um, I didn't include that in here, but... Oh, no, wait, I did. I did. It's my next pack. Ah. <laughs> Mother's Day sees around one quarter of all flowers purchased throughout the whole year. So. I believe it. All, all, one quarter of all the flower sales fall on this holiday. One day. 365, 364 other days of the year. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I bet Valentine's is probably right behind it. Maybe. That would make sense. And then Easter, maybe. Mm -hmm. You don't think Halloween's full of flowers? No. You no. just go out and pick the dead flowers. I really wouldn't be surprised if Memorial Day was on there. People buy a lot of flowers to go and put out on graves. graves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Ann Buttle gives a whole new meaning to second family. She gave birth to her first child, a girl, May 19th, 1956. Then, when she was 60 years old, she gave birth to her son on November 20th, 1997, making the babies 41 years, 185 days apart. So, basically, 41 and a half years apart. I wonder if that was an unplanned baby. Maybe one of them was. Maybe both of them were. But, damn. I c could you imagine finding out that your mom, when you're 40, that your mom is pregnant again? Right. Because like, her daughter mom. probably already has kids or, you know. Yeah. Her daughter probably had kids that were teenagers at that point. Right. <laughs> How do you say, sorry, your uncle. <laughs> He's being born. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward family conversation. <laughs> like, how do you have that conversation? Yeah, that'd be weird. And it would be horrible to, to have a baby that late in life. Because that's really when, you know, yeah. you've raised your family and... Well, and I you're supposed to really focus on yourself. She was probably pretty young, really, really young when she had her first child. If she's having another one 40 fucking years later, she was she probably... She she was 60, right? So she would have been 19. 20, yeah, 19, 20. 19 years old. Damn, 60? Fuck that shit. The shortest span between two babies by it is by mom, Jane... For Janie Bleakley, she gave birth to her son on September 3rd, 1999, and then 208 days later gave birth to her daughter on March 30th, 2000. No. Nope. Fuck that crap. I know people like that. Oh, God. Pregnancy sucks. I hated being pregnant. I would not, not want to be back does. to back. Some people don't. I guarantee you that the majority of people 
If you talk to them, they're going to go, yeah, that sucked. I hurt. I puked. I couldn't wipe my own ass. I couldn't get my shoes on. I was too fat and you're just uncomfortable. You can't sleep. Fuck it. Nope. Mm -mm. Not back to back. I am not doing a year and a half of pregnancy. <laughs> no way. Sounds like a bad hangover to me. It's awful. Why would you? Mm -mm. In what was formerly Yugoslavia, children would tie up their mother on Mother's Day. And the only way she could be freed would be to pay her children with candy and treats. How is that Mother's Day? That's basically every day of the year. I don't know. I think the United States should really start culturally appropriating that one. Well, considering Yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore, I don't know if it's considered cultural appropriation. It's like eight different countries now. So I'm sure it still goes on somewhere. No. Uh, you know what? I'll pass on I'm that. I'm going to tell the boys. You're going to tie your mother up? For, it might get a little awkward if you're over 18 and you're tying your mother up. Right. She's probably not going to be pleased with that. Especially if you're going, give me candy. She gives you candy anyway. You don't need to tie her up for that. <laughs> you have so much candy. And gigs, I mean. You get more candy from your family than my kids do. So? What's wrong with that? Your family really loves their candy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean I don't have to like it. I know you like it. It's ridiculous. I open up our cabinet and bars of candy just fall out everywhere. They don't ever give me bars. Okay, and then little hunks and pieces of candy. There's candy everywhere. Yep. Bags of candy. Boxes of candy. There's so much candy. Candy's awesome. Yuck. Yuck, your face. Yay, wine. Ow, my hand. I just cracked my hand. Uh -huh. I can't. I'm so uncoordinated with this thing. It's so hard. So we've had our drinks. Apparently, Emily's already drunk. I am not drunk. I'm not drunk. Not yet. I just can't pick up my cup. I can't. I'm in a freaking cast. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Shall now, we talk about the spooky shit? Now it's time for the day. I don't know why you do this every single time. Because I'm definitely it's fun. tying you up on Mother's Day. <laughs> so who's going first? I went first two times in a row, and then you went last time. So do you want to go again? So today, we're talking about the Thunderbird. Yes, it's one of your favorite topics, isn't it? It's like one of the only things that we've ever talked about. That you've or something like super, superstitial, superficial, superstitious. I don't know the word I'm thinking supernatural? of. Supernatural? Well, it's not supernatural. I mean, if it's unexplained. Paranormal. Paranormal. That I have experienced. Should I give you my experience first? Yeah. I mean, we heard it before, but retell. Have we? Yeah. Well, yeah, you told it a couple weeks ago. Hmm. That's okay. Tell well, us we're again. talking about Thunderbirds, so I might as well tell my story. So it was the last day of... Junior year? And you skipped? I'm trying to think. Ever since I had a car, I skipped the last day. I skipped out halfway through the last day. But I think it was junior year. And... Um, it was me, Ted, and Kevin, and we hit Vapor Cabana so we could get some juice for our vapes, you know, because we're Cause cool. You're so cool. And we just went out cruising. We left at school at like 11 or so, went up to get some stuff, and then we just, we drove. Like, I don't I don't even remember where this was. It was south. Is that Warren? Yeah. Crawford? Sure. Somewhere out there. 
I've lived here for 20 years and I have no fucking clue what's yeah. south of here. I've lived here. I've lived here for 22 years and I don't know. Okay, so that's cool. We're on the same um, page. <laughs> so yeah, it was like the middle of fucking nowhere and we were just driving through farm countries. I mean, there's houses every now and then. Um, we're driving and then we see this bridge. This old like um, car bridge. Mm-hmm. There was cinder blocks on there. It must just be, you know, broken down not enough to take cars over it anymore. So there's cinder blocks blocking it. Foot so traffic? Just, yeah. Yeah. So we just block or we, we parked and then we started walking. There was a group of like four or five people there that was just jumping off the bridge into the river underneath it. That sounds like fun. Right. Except for um, death. Possible death. No, you're good. So there was this path that ran parallel to the creek. It looked like an ATV trail or something or just farmers used it, whatever. So we're walking and we were walking probably like half a half mile, about a mile. And there was... It's like one of those trails where there's just like rusty old trucks sitting off to the side. So we're jumping on the trucks and everything. And we get to this one point, there's a bend in the, in the path and we look up and Kevin didn't see it cause he was looking somewhere else. But Ted and I saw it. It was, it was probably about like 150, 200 feet away and it was taken off from the top of the trees mm-hmm. or I mean, at least it looked like it was come taken off coming through the top of the trees. And I mean, this thing was huge. Like it wasn't a crane or any other big bird. Like this thing was huge. Like it wasn't. It was like a small plane kind of right. huge. And look at Tim. We're like, what the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. It didn't make any noises or anything. I didn't hear it flap or probably too far away to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That was my experience, and That's it so cool. just—it just, just, just flew, you know, like between the treetops, and so we got enough of a view to see it and how big it was. But then that was it because we booked it out of there. I'm so jealous. Are you? Oh, that would be so cool to see. Right. We just saw Ted the other day, and we didn't even ask him about this. Yeah, if you ask him, he'll say the pterodactyl we saw the day we skipped. <laughs> is that what he thinks it is? Oh yeah, I mean it was huge. I, there are people out in Nevada that keep saying Nevada. They keep saying that they see pterodactyls out there. I've seen the videos, though. They look like freaking drones. They don't move. Yeah. They just fly. You need to get your eyes checked, shoddy. That's kind of the one thing that sucks about drones is now you don't know what if what you're seeing is a drone or if it's actually a UFO or something supernatural or what, what are you looking at because drones have taken over. 10 years ago, you would have known that what you were looking at was weird. Right. Maybe aliens invented drones and sent them to Earth so that they could get away with their shenanigans. I think that makes sense. Aliens do a lot of stuff to trick us. Oh, did you hear that like the, probing buttholes. the U.S. government admitted? Yeah, we that, watched it together. That was so cool. Yeah. I want to do stories. On I saw this post. one tweet. It was like <laughs> the U.S. government's like, fuck it. We're, gonna, we're not going to be here in a year anyway. Yeah. So might as well just let them know. <laughs> I mean, they've periodically admitted stuff along the way, but that was pretty big because that was fairly recent. And of course, it comes out in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. They're like, this is the best time to put it out there because people are so fucking distracted by everything else. Right. Nobody's going to notice. Lies. We noticed murder. Horna. Murder. 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 <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and you're not drunk? <laughs> the cast murder. doesn't cause that. 
I'm just laughing at how stupid that sounded. Uh-huh. <laughs> Murder hornets. We notice. We definitely notice all of Australia being on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's noticeable. Is it? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't noticed this Corona thing that's going around. No, I've heard a few rumors. Yeah. Nothing to be worried about. I'm sure. So I hear you have some history. A little bit of history. A little bit of history. Yeah, give us some history. What's up? Yo, relax. What's don't the, press me, bro. What's the dealio? People don't say that. They did when I was a kid. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> they don't say it anymore for a reason. Well, that's sad. Uh-huh. So, I'm finna tell you about my story now. Uh-uh. <laughs> Fuck you, man. The Thunderbird is a legendary creature in certain North American indigenous people's history and culture. It is considered a supernatural being of power and strength. It is especially important and frequently depicted in the art, songs, and oral histories of many Pacific Northwest coast cultures, but it is also found in various forms among some peoples of the American Southwest, East Coast of the United States, Great Lakes, and Great Plains. Great Lakes? Yeah, there is um, one of the eerie legends is a thunderbird in our area. Yeah. And I saw it. Okay, so I have no idea how to pronounce this word. Algonquian? Algonquin. It's close. Mythology. The Thunderbird controls the upper world while the underworld underworld is controlled by the underwater panther or great horned serpent. Underwater panther. I'd rather be an underwater panther than a thunderbird. Why? It's just cooler. I thought you wanted to fly. Yeah, but if I had the choice between an underwater panther... What the fuck is an underwater panther? Who knows? But it just sounds cool. Just I think just, about I don't a think panther I underwater. Water. Jinx. Duh. What? I said water at the same time. That's not how it works. Uh-huh. The Thunderbird throws lightning at the underworld creatures and creates thunder by flapping its wings. Thunderbirds in this tradition are commonly depicted as having an X-shaped appearance. Uh, this varies from a simple X to recognizable birds. The X-shaped Thunderbird is often used to depict the Thunderbird with its wings alongside its body and the head facing forwards instead of in profile. Hmm. There was, um, like, drawings that kind of went along with this. It would make sense if you saw the drawing. Another one I'm going to butcher. The Minomi, Minomine, M-E-N-O-M-I-N-E. Minomine? Minamini of northwestern Wisconsin tell a great mountain tell of a great mountain that flows in the western sky on which dwells the Thunderbirds. They control the rain and hail and delight in fighting and deeds of greatness. They are the enemies of the great horned snakes and have prevented these from overrunning the earth and devouring mankind. They are the messengers of the great sun himself. That kind of that sounds similar to the other one with the horned snakes. The great horned snakes were the like the water creatures. Mm-hmm. So, to my story, the tombstone thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Tombstone like Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah, like, like Tombstone, the crazy Arizona. Old westerns and yeah, the shoot 'em um, up guys. Oh, like the I forget guns. the name of it now. Um, 
the OK Corral. It's like one of the most famous mm-hmm. shootouts of in history, and that was in Tombstone, Arizona. Was that Wyatt Earp? I don't remember. Um, so there's a lot of speculation on quite a few aspects of this story. I tried to verify from a handful of sources. What are you smiling at me? <laughs> Just because I'm dumb. Thanks. So these are the accounts I found to be most reliable. A lot of them that were repetitive and from not just like .com websites or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. There are a lot of accounts of people remembering this being in national magazines. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people said that they remembered seeing this and hearing about this. But there weren't any like historical records found or like none of these articles from these popular magazines that were being found. But to be fair, it also happened in 1890. So I don't know how good bookkeeping was in 1890. Oh, it would have been good enough. Sounds kind of like the uh, Mandela effect. Right. But anyways. So on April 26th of 1890, the Tombstone Epitaph published an article which is written as follows. Title found in the desert. A strange winged monster discovered and killed on the Hachukaka. <laughs> Try that again. What was that? Hachukaka. Hachukaka. Hachuka. Hachuka. Hachuka Desert. A winged monster resembling a huge alligator with an extremely elongated tail and an immense pair of wings was found on the desert between the Whetstone and Hachuka Mountains last Sunday by two ranchers who were returning home from the Hachukas. I don't know why they need to fucking put that in there so much just to fuck me up. Like there's going to be a podcast in 2020 and we're just going to name it. It's called thorough journalism. They are pinpointing this location for you. The creature was evidently greatly exhausted by a long flight and when discovered was able to fly but a short distance at a time. After the first shock of wild amazement had passed, the two men who were on horseback and armed with Winchester rifles regained sufficient courage to pursue the monster and after an exciting chase of several miles succeeded in getting near enough to open fire with their rifles and wounding it. The creature then turned on the men, but owing to its exhausted condition, they were able to keep out of its way, and after a few well-directed shots, the monster partly rolled over and remained motionless. The men cautiously approached, their their horses snorting with terror. Their whores were also snorting with terror. (laughs) And found... just had those strapped to the back of the horses, right? Everybody brings their horse with them when they go for a ride. (laughs) They so, then pers- so this thing was not attacking them? It did. Oh, it did. Tried to. At first it fled, wide. but then as they shot it, it tried to tried to attack, but it okay. was already shot and exhausted. Right. So it didn't attack first. They did. It's just trying to get the fuck away. And right. then these dickheads are like, what is this big ass thing? I can't possibly let it live because this is the ancient old wild west and this is how we do shit here. We shoot shit. Yeah, we shoot shit. We got our guns. America. You think they were screaming America? America! And their whores were going, no! (laughs) (laughs) Like, that thing is the size of a fucking bus. What are you doing? They were snorting in fear. Terror. Terror. 
Sorry. There's a difference. I wonder what a horse sounds like when it snorts in terror. Whore or horse? Whore. I know what a horse sounds like. Probably similar to a Kardashian when they're crying. Oh, that's sad. Oh. <laughs> so they then proceeded to make an examination and found that it measured about 92 feet in length and the greatest diameter was about 50 inches holy shit 92 feet is that right 92 from tip to tip so yeah it's wingspan that's ridiculous yeah 46 foot that's crazy from chest to tip I mean, 40 foot, it's probably about from the door to our front door, back door to our front door. Yeah, that's a huge, how would that, aside from being a plane, how the fuck does that thing get in the air? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of power, dragons. No kidding. Dragons Dragons are even bigger. Yeah, you have a fair point there. Dragons are real, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you think otherwise, watch Game of Thrones or How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, where do you think they got their dragons? Yeah. Or Harry Potter. Not just made up. CGI can't do that shit. Dragon heart bitches. Right. So they then proceed. Oh, I already said that. (laughs) The monster had only two feet. uh, These being situated a short distance in front of where the wings were joined to the body. The head, as near as they could judge, was about eight feet long. The jaws being thickly set with strong, sharp teeth. Its eyes were as large as a dinner plate and protruded about halfway from the head. Which at first, when I was when I was reading this, like, all right, that sounds a bit overkill, like as large as a dinner plate. But then when you put it in perspective of how long its wings are, I guess it's not that. So this was a bug-eyed motherfucker. Apparently, makes you think like a like a pug with a pug. wings, like a giant flying pug. Because they're bug-eyed bastards. But they're cute. They are cute, but they're bug-eyed motherfuckers. Well, you gotta call them bastards and motherfuckers. Okay. Maybe, what was the name of the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Christopher Lloyd. It was like Dr. Doom or something. He was a bug-eyed motherfucker. His eyes literally popped out of his head. I don't know who Dr. Doom is, so I cannot make a judgment I don't know. I don't there. know if that's actually his name. I can't remember. It was too long ago. So, apparently, these bug-eyed motherfuckers had some difficult or no okay not the bug-eyed motherfuckers the motherfuckers looking at the bug-eyed motherfuckers (laughs) had some difficulty in measuring the wings as they were partly folded under the body but finally got one straightened out sufficiently to get a measure of 78 feet why do they back bounce back and forth the article did at least i mean i think the first one is like what they thought it was that 98 feet but then when they measured it it was 78 feet Oh, okay. So they were... Still. Yeah. Okay, I read that wrong. Delete that. (laughs) Rewind. So they had some difficulty in measuring the wings as they were partly folded under the body, but finally got one straightened out sufficiently to get a measurement of 78 feet, making the total length from tip to tip, so from wing tip to wing tip, 160 feet. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's fucking ridiculous. Why? It's only the size of a small yacht. That's huge. That is huge. The wings were composed of a thick and nearly transparent membrane and were devoid of feathers or hair, as was the entire body. The skin of the body was comparatively smooth and easily penetrated by a bullet. The men cut off a small portion of the tip and one wing. Just the tip? 
Just the tip. And took it home with him. <laughs> took just the tip home. <laughs> Sorry. Late last night, one of them arrived in the city for supplies and to make the necessary preparations to skin the creature. When the hide will be sent east for examination by eminent scientist of the day. The finder returned early this morning accompanied by several prominent men who will endeavor to bring the strange creature to the city before it is mutilated. So they want to bring it to the city so people can see it before it gets chopped up? I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. More witnesses, more yeah. evidence. So that was the only article that was, at least from what I found and what a lot of other people were saying, was ever posted. Mm-hmm. Or was ever published about this. There were there was another um, city newspaper. Mm-hmm. They did not publish anything about it. It was just this this one newspaper. You think it was like the Daily Inquirer of Maybe. Tombstone? So another thing with this, I don't. I would like to believe it's real, and I do think that. Thunderbirds are real. I don't know if this one in particular is like, it's very famous, but I don't know if in its entirety it's real. Mm-hmm. Before this, um, Tombstone has had been coming kind of like a crippling town. There was a silver mine that was a lot of the boom for the, for the place, mm-hmm. but um, there was an earthquake or the the plate shifted or something and in, in the mine flooded. Oh. So there wasn't much of an econ- economy anymore. And aside from a couple bars, um, there really wasn't like much entertainment or anything. So it kind of maybe leads you to believe that they published this story to bring in tourists and um, you know, government money or something to come and investigate this. And then people would start posting up there. And... That's a good hypothesis. How would you go about testing it? <sighs> About testing the Thunderbird? No, your hypothesis that they published it to bring in tourists. You know, time travel? I could. Have you invented that yet? I know you've been working on it. If I did, would I tell you? I think you would. I don't think I would. No? Kind of douchey. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's move. for your own betterment. For Maybe my it... own betterment? Yeah. So, there was never any photograph accompanying this article... Mostly because the um, the publishing company, the, the Epitaph, didn't have the ability to print them at the time. So there wasn't one in the article. There have been many photo- photographs that have circulated claiming to be the cowboys with the monster. Um, there's a website named Cryptomundo.com. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> who published two photos and a drawing. One showed five men standing behind a giant bird on the ground, hands held together to depict its large wingspan. Um, I saw this. I saw all of these photos, but. If that thing's 160 feet. Well, in the photo, it's, I mean, there's it said five guys. I think it actually was six people um, standing their tip to their tip. Yeah. Fingertips, you naughty bastard. Yeah. And, I mean. Still. An average man has maybe a five and a half, six foot wingspan. You have a wingspan? I do. That's what it's called. Okay. It's not an arm span. 
It's a wingspan. Okay. So that's what, 36 feet about? 30 to 36 feet? Yeah. And, I mean, that's about how large this thing was. The creature looked as though it was real. I would, I would have a hard time imagining that, at least in the day, that they would be able to create create something so realistic. Although the photography wasn't as... I mean, it's not very great anyways. It doesn't hold much detail, so it's not like you could see the stitching on this thing or anything. Right. But it looked pretty legit to me. Um, but then again... It, it, so maybe it was the another thunderbird from the the era or the Maybe, area but it was but not that it's been associated to the to this thunderbird mm-hmm. the tombstone thunderbird there was another that shows eight men surrounding a bird at their feet it was like in the middle of a field but this photo was found to be doctored and there was another photo of civil war soldiers standing on a mound and it was the same exact poses they like they literally just chopped out the people and put them in this picture same over this bird guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a drawing which depicts eight men holding a bird upside down. And this is the little part that I was telling you earlier that I just thought it was hilarious. There was a response that came to these photos on the website by a person named Kim who wrote that she once had a book with the missing photo, but she searched the book and it isn't there anymore. She says, I suspect that someone with the ability to go back in time stopped the photo from being taken. What? After that occurred, the photo disappeared from all the books and magazines it was ever in. Why? Time travel. But why? Because time travel. Who knows? I mean, we wouldn't know. Maybe maybe the the, the knowledge of this Thunderbird drove people crazy and chaos ensued. Maybe the Thunderbirds took over, so somebody's like, all right, shit, well, we got to go back in time and delete this picture. I do have a theory that a lot of the UFOs we see are not actually extraterrestrials from another planet, but they are time Jones. travelers that are studying different eras. It would make sense. You come back and you study the people. Not the butt probing. That doesn't make sense. I don't know why you... I assume a butt in the year 3050 is the same as a butt now. Well, maybe. Well, they're probing. It's not like they're looking at the butt. Maybe they're trying to get fecal samples to see what they ate. I'm pretty sure you could easily observe us and understand what we eat. Right, but you'd have to wait at least a whole day or you know a good month or so to well, get a. They've been doing it good for analysis. thousands of years for our timeline. I'm pretty sure they know what we eat. Anyway, but I do have that theory that potentially they're time travelers and if there is time travel interesting maybe although i i would have to err on the side of that sounds a little far-fetched even for time travel right i just don't understand what the purpose of that would be like why why watch us no why travel back to erase this thing but everybody still remembers it you, you don't travel I mean, back to a racist thing to erase this thing not oh. a racist thing you're on my story I oh my god talking about just time travelers no. like, what the fuck are you talking about to erase the thunderbird i don't know right well she's probably just cuckoo it's kind of that's, but it's hilarious that's why i put it in here that's that, funny that is interesting yeah so that's pretty much all about uh the Thunderbird. There's really not much else beside the article that was posted. Um, 
and you know people who try to do research on it like formal research don't really ever come up with anything more than that i know that there are reported sightings all over the u.s they report them all the time there are uh, several websites that track them track the sightings but you you're right. You can't find a whole lot of detail other than somebody saw this. There was something in the 1970s, I think, in Alaska, where a little boy got picked up by a giant bird. He was like six or seven years old. So he's not little, little. I mean, think about how big W is. Mm-hmm. Big W. Big dub. Try flying off with him. That's That's got to be a pretty big bird. And that was suspected to be a thunderbird. And there have been a few occasions like that where small children have been I picked mean, up by... Maybe it was just a really strong bird or a really light child. Because I've seen eagles pick up and hawks mm-hmm. pick up babies. Well, I know condors, aren't they on the west coast? I wonder if they fly that far north. Condors are big fucking birds. Really? I've seen condors. They're huge. They I have them at the Cleveland Zoo. We should go look at them. They're cool and crazy and Cray-cray? huge. They're bigger than me. Wow. Um, as big as me, maybe. They're big. Five foot nothing. So my descriptive word of the day is big. Big. And yitch. Do you know how you spell big? We're going to go Sesame Street here. Hmm. B-I-G. Big. Is that with like the organ? What's the vampire dude's name? Count. He's the count. Ah, 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 ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, he's numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sesame Street. Good times. <laughs> so is that your story for tonight? That's my story. I think. I think Thunderbirds exist. I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't. I think that there are a lot of cryptids that their descriptions are sound it sounds realistic. I forgot to tell you what I what I found in, in researching the Thunderbird, the history of the Thunderbird. When the First Nations people originally came over here in prehistoric times, there were birds that were absolutely massive. There were a lot of gigantic things. You think about mammoths and giant sloths and all these huge creatures that existed at the time. Mm-hmm. there were gigantic birds. So it makes sense that the First Nations people, the Native Americans, would have written that into their lore. And then now to us, it just sounds like legend, but to the original people that were here, that was a real everyday thing that they saw. Right. So I don't think it's unrealistic that there are perhaps giant bipedal apes out there or giant birds or... We find out things all the time that have been out there and we just didn't know it. They just don't have Instagram accounts. <clears throat> yep. Not snapping all those selfies. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Speaking of social media, I forgot to tell you. We have 102 likes on Facebook. We finally broke 100. Wow. I know. Somehow, Two more since 3 o'clock, huh? Somehow we have fewer on Twitter. But then again, to be fair, some of the people that follow us on Twitter <laughs> are those fake accounts. I try to get rid of them, but whatever. I don't have that much time. Yes, you do. But hey, sexy, how you doing? You want to follow me too? Yeah, right. 
Follow for a follow. Yeah, no, if you're that Follow kind my of, OnlyFans. Go hang out with uh, the guys in Tombstone as they go riding around. Right. You'll fit right in. And let us know how you squeal with terror. <laughs> Snort with terror. You whores. Do you need a break? Do you? I'm good. Shall we keep going? But then everybody won't get some quality elevator music. The elevator music, I know. I think they're probably okay without the elevator music this time. Do you want it? What? The elevator music. Okay. So, let me chug some wine here. I can't chug wine. I lied. The smell of balls fills the air. Oh, gross. That is a horrific smell. It's just, it's just, it's hot crotch right in your face. You need to be a nymph. No, I'm good. I like being me. I don't have time to be a nymph anyway. Yeah, you do. No, you do. No, I still don't. So my story for you. So my story for you. I decided to. (laughs) What the fuck? I heard that. I don't think the mics picked it up, but I heard that. <laughs> Payback. Uh, that's fair. It <laughs> goes around, comes around, right? right? I went overseas because, like we said, there weren't that many. Uh, you really couldn't find a whole lot on Thunderbirds. You went overseas with the travel restrictions? I that's did. That's not cool, dude. Digitally, love. Not Digitally. Cool. Digitally. Did you ask for permission? No. I don't think you got I a sign. I clicked and it was good. I don't think you got a permission slip. I don't need a permission slip. You said I'm trouble, right? I've had some wine. You have a little bit of a slip right there. Anyway, so I went overseas. I went to Scotland. I went with uh, giant birds elsewhere in the world, which they're depicted all over the place, right? So on the west coast of Scotland in the locks of Ar- Argyleshire? Hopefully I said that correctly. Argyle Gorky? No. Don't say that. Argyleshire. Argyleshire. Argyle Gorky. Hmm. He's an artist. <laughs> I learned about it this year. Oh. Well, then never mind. You can say that. I thought you were making fun of the name. Uh-uh. Are you? I don't know. I can't Gorky. tell from the way that you're looking at me. I think. I know the name sounds familiar. So, anyway... This is home to the legend of a giant angry ass bird that's known. You're going to fucking laugh. I laughed when I read it. And also, by the way, my search brought up a lot of stuff I didn't want it to bring up. So the bird is known as the boobry. Spell that. B-O-O-B-R-I-E. Huh. But you try searching that and you'll get a lot of shit you don't want. Trust me. <laughs> I was like, no, this is Speak not what for yourself. So, accounts of the range of its habitat vary. Mostly, it's known to stay in the locks of Argyleshire, occasionally kind of chilling in the overgrown heather that's on the land nearby. But there are some Scottish writers that felt that it roamed all across the Scottish Highlands, and it's thought that the on-land sightings of it decrease as its heather habitat also decreases so apparently habitat loss is a real thing it even affects mythical creatures so. damn even in scotland 
Don't fuck with Habitat Lost, man. That's sad. Who would have thunk it? It's sad. It makes me sad. As a Tears. inspiring ecologist. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. I've been listening to some of our old episodes, and I realized much of what just how big of a fucking dumbass I am. I think I'm so smart when I'm drinking, and I'm stupid as shit. Yeah, it's only when you're drinking. Shut up. One of my favorites that I was listening to was uh, that uh, biologists don't use the metric system. Just total shit. Biologists use it all the time. Everything I do is Everybody uses the metric system. I was listening to that like, what the fuck was I thinking? (laughs) Where did that come from? Ridiculous. That's stupid. You're stupid if you use the imperial system. (laughs) So dumb. I was so entertained by my stupid self. But back to my story. Supposedly, it's this massive black bird. Some say black and white. Um, and it can shapeshift. And it may possibly be the vessel of trapped spirits. So it has a beak that's nearly a foot and a half long. So it's a big-ass beak. It's black. It's very strong. It has a neck that's three feet long and thick as fuck. Thick AF? Yep, that's literally what I wrote. With two C's? <laughs> thick AF. I did not put with two C's. Oh, so it's not that thick then. Wait, wait. It has a two-foot girth. Watch mm. out, ladies. Yeah, seriously, watch out. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> like stuff out of the horror That's porn. Like what leg, would you dude. do? <laughs> so, big beak, long neck, thick neck, short, powerful legs with webbed feet that end in these gigantic claws. And sometimes it was said that they look kind of like hands. So I pictured like duck feet and then at the end where the claws are were little human hands on each one. It was the most horrific, disgusting thing I think I've ever Like those pictured. little plastic fingers that you put or plastic hands that you put on your finger? What? Yeah, well, mm, kind of, yeah. But it was gross. <laughs> wow, you were all over the place. I, what? I, yeah. I did not think of what you were talking mm-hmm. about. Shut up. Leave me alone. Give me more wine. You anyway. have wine. Quit being selfish. <sighs> A report of one of its footprints found in the mud was said to be as large in span as a large, wide-spreading pair of red deer's horns. So it's pretty fucking big. Big ass footprint. Tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. That's pretty small. That's a pretty small tip. Yeah. To be as big as red deer's horns. Just the tip. I don't. I think most people would be impressed by that. By Redhorn's tip. The wings of the bird, moving on, are better designed for swimming than flight. So it's kind of like a demonic penguin. Hmm. It just makes me think of this big, angry-ass penguin. (laughs) This is the first thing I pictured when I read that. Is it waddle? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Um, I know it doesn't do very well outside of water. It's not graceful. It can eat fish, but it tends to prefer to hunt sheep. Uh, cattle and has said to be said to be said to eat large numbers of otters so for some reason its favorite target is livestock especially livestock that's being transported on ships probably because it's it's easy it's, in it's easy yeah it's it likes the water maybe because it can't run maybe because it's better in the water whatever but for whatever reason it doesn't just kill these things it snaps them up 
and then drags them under the water and drowns them, which is fucking horrific. What Animals an awful way to go. Of, a lot of crazy shit with their meals, with the prey. Yeah. You think about like a cat with a mouse. They'll play with that fucker for like 20 minutes before they finally kill it. What were you watching the other day where it looked like something was just playing with... I can't remember. It was awful. Was it happy? It might have been happy. I don't know. We've watched a lot of happy lately. It all kind of mm-hmm. runs together. Yeah. So this thing is huge and strong and, and it's really mean. So it has um, the ability to shred nets. It destroys rails and fences and it even tears people apart. Like rip them open and trails out on the freaking deck of the ship looking all nasty. So some... Get your shit together, Hefe. <laughs> nasty. Some stories tell of sailors that are trying to stop it from stealing their animals. I'd let that fucker eat it. Right. They they just end up eating these eating meeting these just terrible ends. Right. Yeah. This thing just destroys everything. I wouldn't fuck with a boobry. <sighs> I think it's a funny name, but I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> I see one. It was known for flying off into the night with sheep, and the first time I heard this read it all i could think of was how to train your dragon <laughs> when they came came along and maybe it's just misunderstood it's picking up the sheep and flying away but really it wants to be your best buddy if you just feed it your sheep yeah yeah <laughs> maybe you can train it and ride it i don't know if you give it your sheep to drown and eat and mutilate yeah it'll be your best friend it's cool it's cool but do you remember in how to train your dragon it was like Two or three, the sheep were disguised so they didn't look like sheep, so the dragons wouldn't eat them. What? You don't remember that? Say it again. The sheep in the second or third of the series, they were disguised so they didn't look like sheep, so the dragons wouldn't eat them. Don't remember. Well, that's sad because those movies are amazing. I, you don't ever watch them with me. You it's haven't ever fault. expressed any interest to watch them. I have. Bullshit. We watched the first one together. Yeah. Okay. With the boys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You never. You like you like the movie? I was like, fuck yeah, I like the movie. It's well, an awesome movie. Well, then let's watch the other ones because they're amazing. Jeez, they're wow. so good. And Finally, the score say on something. those films. <sighs> Yeesh. Yeesh, indeed. Apparently, at times, it stole so many animals that it threatened the livelihood of local farmers. Like it was really a nuisance. So. It makes this really weird call out in the wild. Not that I know of any domesticated boobries. I haven't heard of any. But out in the wild. Not yet. This, yeah. It makes this call that's described as kind of like the bellowing of a bull. But it's also said that it can mimic the sound of lambs and other baby animals. So it's speculated that this is to kind of make the hunting easier. Kind like of a duck tr- call. Yeah, just to trick its prey, lure its prey right. to the edge of the water, bring it in. Um, since it can shape shift, uh, another form that it takes is a giant insect, and this grosses me out. I love insects, but the idea of a giant insect is not something I want. It's like a ho- horrible, corny sci-fi movie. Right. So sometimes it's said to look like a giant dragonfly, and other times mm-hmm. it's said to look like a giant earwig that's covered in tentacles. And it comes out during summer, and it can suck the blood of horses. No, thank you. No, thank you. At summer camp when I was younger, my biggest fear was always earwigs. They're gross, aren't they? And they're little angry, little mean pinchers, little bastards. Yeah. I hated earwigs. 
Uh, it's also appeared as a water horse or water bull, which are, those are two other mythical creatures from Scotland. And both of these can also shape shift. So I don't know if there's a theory that maybe they're all actually kind of one and the same, or if they're each their own individual thing that can shape shift. And this one just mimics like the way it mimics baby animals. Maybe it mimics these other shapeshifters. Maybe. There was a movie called the water horse. I, I don't know that much about water horses and water bowls to go into de- detail about that, but I thought it was interesting. So when it appears as a water horse, the boobry is said to gallop on top of the water, and the sound of its hooves on the water is the same as if it was on ground, so it sounds like it's galloping across the ground. Hmm. I need a wine break. Excuse me. Glug, glug. You have to say glug, glug instead of actually glug, glugging. The mic won't pick up my actual glug glug. What? That just is nasty. That is such it's a an glug glug. No, I'm good. What are you doing? Continue. Showing me your titties. My boobies. Your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man! I wasn't ready for that. A snorting whore. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> dick. <sighs> Keep your shirt on, you daddy whore. Daddy whore. Back in the 1800s, there was a renowned scholar. Uh, he was a folklorist, and his name was Campbell of Isla. Isla? It looks like Islay, but spell? I think it's pronounced Isla. I-S-L-A? I-S-L-A. Why? There's a Y at the end. Not wise in question mark. I think it's Campbell of Isla. So he specialized in Celtic studies and he was a leading authority on the subject. What the fuck are you doing? You're so distracting. Just focus. I think your intention is for Do me not to be touch? able to focus. You no, touch? no way. Stop. He thought the sightings of the boobery might actually be a known now extinct bird called the great auk. And the strange call might be from another common bird called the bittern, which was, um, the bittern is a member of the heron family, which occasionally kind of pops up in Scotland. It's on its migratory path. I don't think it lives in Scotland. It's just around in that area. But the great auk was found all over the North Atlantic from the Faroe Islands, which is home to one of my favorite bands, Valraven. Um, to Scotland, to North America, with some sightings as far south north as far south as Florida. Wow. You want to repeat like the last fifty things you just said? Well, some sightings as far south as Florida. Thank you. I cleared it up very well. You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Until sometime in the like eighteen early to mid eighteen hundreds when it went extinct. Wouldn't you know? Good job, mankind. Way to fucking go. Let's kill them all off. Survival of the fittest. No. I call bullshit on that. That's crap. Mankind sucks. They come in and just wipe out everything. We do suck. That's not survival of the fittest. You are just going in and bulldozing life. Fuck that. But anyway. So these things do kind of look like big ass penguins. I was looking at pictures of them. They were flightless birds. They were really awkward on land, but they were really good swimmers. I thought they could fly. The great auk couldn't. The boobry can, sort of, but the great auk can't. 
So, um, and the bittern, which was the other one that they thought it might resemble, was also known as the bull of the bog because it makes kind of like that bull-like bellowing when it calls. So I thought after reading this, his reasonings were sound. It made sense where he was getting these ideas from. Um, But he did note that there were a few stories that were related to him from people of encounters with the shapeshifter, the boobry. Mm-hmm. And the first of which, th- this thing was really just a short, sweet tale. He said, the creature terrified a minister out of his propriety. So I think that's talking about like almost like a senator or a parliamentarian or something like that. A minister out of his propriety. So he's like, peace this fuck out. I'm gone. I, I do Not even good. God can help us now. Yep, no. He was done. Saw that thing. was like, nah, thanks. I'll move somewhere else and they can vote me into office. Mm-hmm. Or I can bribe my way in there because that's what ministers do. Right. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Another story tells of a hunter that was near Locke on a February morning. When he sees a boobry and he tries to shoot it, he wades out into the water and he ends up up to his shoulders in the water. Um, but before he could get to it, the thing dived under the water. And the story the story says that he was out there for 45 minutes before going back to shore where he waited another six hours to try and catch and kill it. But to me, that just doesn't make sense. It's fucking February in Scotland and you just waded into a cold... It's like... It's the Highlands of Scotland. That's pretty fucking far north. In February, you're in cold-ass water for 45 minutes, and then you're like, this thing's worth it. I'll go chill on the freaking shore for another six hours and catch hypothermia. Okay, maybe to us that seems ridiculous, but... I mean, people of Alaska would come here. It's, what, 40-something? We think it's cold, and they're like, wow, summer. I still don't think they're going for a dive for 45 minutes and then sitting on the side of the water for another six hours. Your body physically can't do that. You'll get sick and die. Well, then explain how the Eskimos did it. They don't. They did. Okay. He never got it, though. He never ended up getting the same thing. There's another one at a different time. Uh, There was a farmer and his son that were plowing a field near Loch Frieza. Frieza? Frieza? Freezer? I don't know. Sorry, Scotland. <laughs> I think you're gorgeous. I want to visit you someday. I can't pronounce your names. Loch. If we got a visit, <laughs> we're just going to say that one. Over there. Point to it on the map. Right. Which one is this? <laughs> Help me find it. Uh, so they're plowing a field. And they're using four horses. But one of them ends up losing a shoe. So the work, of course, had to stop. The farmer notices a horse in a nearby field. And what's your first thought when you see a horse just grazing in a nearby field? Nothing. Freebie. Who said This thing's up for grabs. The farmer thinks that? Yeah, apparently. He figured he'd snag the fucking horse. So he goes and he gets it and he uses it to try and help finish the work. Which went all right at first. Who just, who's like, hey, there's a random horse over there. I'm sure there are loads of random horses in Scotland. I'm just going to go steal somebody else's horse. And what's to say the horse would be trained to do your work for yeah, you? right? Like, what the, I don't, no. Anyway, so he went, he stole it, hooked it up, 
seemed to be going pretty well. But as the work brought the team closer and closer to the lock, the new horse started to get really fidgety and it got harder to control. So the farmer decides to, quote, gently use the whip to get it to work. To get the horse to work. Uh Uh-huh. Gently use the whip. But that was bad news, bears. That didn't work out. (laughs) And the horse flipped the fuck out. It immediately transformed into a boobery, made its crazy bull cry, and then promptly pulled the whole plow into the lock. Everything. Hmm. So the farmer and his son get off, but this thing swims out of the center of the lake, of the lock, which is lake. Okay. With the plow and the other horses still with it. And then it dives under, dragging the other three horses with it. And they never came back up. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it sucks. Well, that's what you get for stealing someone else's shit. Do you think maybe he got accused of stealing something and he was like, no, it actually turned into a booby? It was a booby. booby. Did you say booby? Yeah. I knew you were going to do that. There's a, have you seen the blue-footed boobies? No. Every time I've seen I a see... blue waffle. You've never seen a blue waffle? Blue waffle? Yeah. Like the breakfast food? No. Let me show you. So we can get your reaction. I don't know that I want to see this. You do. The blue-footed booby is a bird. Is it? Like South America. I think it's around the Galapagos. But I may be incorrect. Don't quote me on that. I thought the moral of the story was don't try to go and steal some strange-ass horses that don't belong to you. That would be the, the learning moment that he had from this. I mean... Okay, you ready? Hit me. Ew, what? Oh, why? No, get it away. Oh my god, I don't want to see that. What the fuck is that? That's a vagina. Why? Infection. That's nasty. It is nasty. It looks like a mother of pearl vagina. Right. But it is not a mother of pearl. It looks like an oil slick or something. Like it's nasty. (laughs) Oh, God. Why the fuck did you taint my Black eyeballs Black and blue with that? and green and yellow and orange. Ew. You're evil. If you don't know what a blue waffle is, look it up. No, don't also, look it up. Just trust me for my don't know fucking what, reaction. Don't look it up. If you don't know up. what two girls, one cup is, no, no, look don't it look up. That up. You haven't seen it. You can't make a I know assumption. what it is. I don't need to see it to understand that I don't want to don't see it. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't fucking watch it. Watch it. No. It's funny. All right. I have... I think one final story for you after the dumbass that decides to steal a horse. So near the side of Lac Nandobran, which is on the west coast of Argyle, a man named Ichan that found a huge injured bull that was in pain and possibly close to death, um, he decided to nurse it back to health. It's nice of him. It's like, yeah, this could be useful someday. And it's a dying animal. I should probably do something because I'm not a complete asshat that goes around stealing other people's animals. You're really offended by that, aren't you? I think it's a shitty thing to do. What kind of a dick does that? <laughs> like, I'd be pissed. Get your hands off my horse, fucker. <sighs> so a few months pass, and then his each hand's girlfriend starts to feel like she's being stalked. And she, she, and she sees shadows around the lock and she thinks it's her expo his name was murdoch expo yeah her ex-boyfriend 
her ex bed. She thinks he's Who creeping calls on her. it that? Did they call it that, or did you? Are you calling it that? I'm calling it that. Her beau, her ex beau. <laughs> he's, okay. he's creeping on her. At least she thinks so, right? One day she's staying in an isolated hut near the lock, and she starts feeling like there are eyes on her again. That really creepy feeling, like you just know somebody's watching you. And the fucking creep pops up with a blanket, throws it over her head. Wraps her up and, you know, he completely overpowers her with a blanket over her. She can't fight that off. Who were you dating? Your that sounds like choices true love. In men. Sounds like true love to me, honestly. Bad choices in men. Echan moving up. So, he's overpowered her and that's when a water bowl charged out of the lock and it plows into Murdoch. Just... Knocks the shit out of Murdoch. Line backs right? his bitch ass. Yeah, that would be a great. I would love to see that in slow motion. Murdoch <laughs> on AFV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a ridiculousness or something. Yeah. So it kneels and it lets her climb up onto its back, and then it took her. And the quotes say, the, like all the stories I found said, it took her as fast as light. As the speed of light back to her mother's house. And then as the water bowl left, a voice floated back that said, I was assisted by a young man and I aided a maid in distress. Then after 300 years of bondage, relieve me quickly. Remember how I told you that there was a theory that these were trapped spirits? It's almost like spirits trapped on this earth were put into this form of the boobery. It was way back at the beginning of my story. So this is kind of consistent with that theory that maybe they're trapped spirits, you know, mm-hmm. that could be holding a spirit. So those are that's the history of the boobery, the stories from Scotland. You picked a good. There's one little creature. tidbit. There's oh, one little there? tidbit. Yep. So the creature, the boobery, made its way into mo- more modern pop culture. It became part of the game Dungeons and Dragons back in the 80s. <laughs> of course. It's essentially the exact same description. There's nothing special about it. Not, not a whole lot to talk about. I just thought it was kind of cool that they... It was popular enough to wind up in this Dungeons and Dragons game. Were Dungeon and Dragon creators from Scotland? Scotland? I don't know that. Don't have an answer for that question. Well, thank you for sharing the booby with us. You're welcome. Everybody likes a good booby. Everybody does. Not sure everybody likes a good boobery though. Yay to your boobies. You gotta just leave it. Okay, just leave it. You're drunk. Like, it's too far. It's not. I'm leave coming right there. But. So we hope y'all enjoyed today's episode of the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Are we 14? We didn't say what episode it was. 14? This is episode 14. Yep. It's going to be a slightly shorter episode. 14 divided by 4. Go. Three and a half, thank you. Quick maths. Are two you plus math- two is four maths. Are you one, the new math three, queen? Maths. I've always been the math queen. You are. You're a big I just, fat queen. You know, I've never brought it up until now. Did you? Because did I didn't, you because get a fucking I didn't trophy, though? Want I don't think you to did. make you feel bad. You didn't get a trophy. You didn't hold it for Honey, a Honey, I got the key to the city. Oh, shit, I can't, I can't one-up that one. Bitch. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, so so fucking rate and review us, yo. Yeah, if you like the show, don't forget to rate review. Even if you didn't like the show, put a five star on that shit. Because yeah. we're broke don't and be we dicks. need love. Rate and review us. Subscribe. Really, the one of the biggest things you can do is make sure you tell your friends. Oh, your homies. Tell your, tell your people. Tell your friends. Yeah. So yo. These fuckers are weird and they're funny. Go for it. All right. Like, yeah, you finna listen to this podcast with me? I They'd hate like, yo, you. Why you do that? I'm finna listen to this podcast you. with you. <laughs> You're such a dick. They're like, yo, this shit is Gucci as fuck. Oh, they're just gonna start tweeting me with Finna and Gucci. Good. <sighs> dick. It's what you get. Don't forget, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drink Drunk Dead. Or you can send us your stories if you want them read on the show or if you just want to talk about them. Literally, you could just send us anything you want and we can chit-chat. I don't care. Chit-chat. Give me give me some entertainment here. The days are going to be getting a little slower. Not super slow, but... Chit-chat like it's AOL. Hey, Cliche, I'm sure that you're still listening. Send us a story or just a shout-out. Say, yo, what's up? If you're going to chit-chat us, make sure you don't call us because we have to unplug our phone for the dial-up. Fuck you, man. <laughs> such a dick cliche i'm sorry i'm not fluent in french so if you send us an email don't do it in french well you can we can just post it in google translate but it probably won't be correct yeah that's true (laughs) i did want to say oh you gotta have the email that's important yeah let's do that drink Drink drunk drunk dead dead podcast at gmail.com should we switch that up? Should we do it? Like, I'll do drink, you do drunk, I'll do dead. Sure, let's go for it. And then you do podcast and I'll do at. And then you do Gmail and then I'll do dot com. Are we going to do it? Well, I was letting you know what we're doing. Okay, go for it. So you can send us our story. You can send us your stories at drink. Drunk. Dead. Podcast. At. Gmail. Dot com. No, you're dot. I'm calm. No, why do I Fuck only get you, a man. dot? Why do you steal the whole damn thing? I Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. The few of you that have stuck with us out there, we appreciate it. We love appreciate. you. We notice that you're listening, and it really means a lot to us. We're sending you air hugs. The kids and their air hugs. Right. They're super duper air hugs. Yeah. Shortly before this podcast started, Will the be. little one came down. With, I need to give you hugs. Like, no, go the fuck to bed. We didn't actually curse at the kid, but that's what we were thinking. Yeah, oh, and he yeah. starts crying. Have you seen that book? I think it's William. Sh- is it by William Shatner or William Shatner reads "Go the Fuck to Sleep"? I don't know. I've read that book. It's hysterical. Very funny. Anyway, shall we close this out and raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts? ghosts.